And like, I can imagine recording this and it sucking real bad. But. <laughs> so we are recording now. Okay. Uh, Ethan, welcome back to this couch where I think we, have we recorded every, no, 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 we did one in the, in, in the study, right? That's right, yeah. Okay, but every other time we've recorded on the couch. Yes. Um, Thanks for having me back. Yeah, totally. And I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> braving the walk across the street. Uh, yeah. And uh, I feel like if, if we do have to throw out a recording, it'll probably be because of technical issues uh, rather yeah. than, like, I think we have a pretty solid rapport at this point in our yeah. human relationship. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're here to record a conversation about the conversation I had with Hansi about uh, the Listening Society. Um, and this is just on part one. You haven't yet listened to part two. That's correct. So we're going to be just talking about what that was like to listen to. And, and also just so the kind of audience knows, um, you have read his the book too. Uh, no, I've read some of his book. Oh, okay. I own his book. I would like to read his book. But this conversation was actually kind of a nice distillation, I think, of some of the stuff I was interested in about the book. Cool. I mean, well, basically, yeah, yeah like... I think the thing that it boiled down to for me from that conversation was the emphasis on like a developmental mm. orientation. And then the four things that he talked to, like code and um, state and, you know, cognitive complexity. And then there was I think depth one. is depth. Depth. Right, yeah. right. 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 Yeah. So so those things are all kind of like dimensions in which people can go through developmental processes. Yes. And there are there are like higher achievers in all of those yes and, and lower achievers but that the basic kind of orientation of the party it seems like mm -hmm. that he's the, the kind of political orientation would be like bringing more people to higher levels in those four dimensions right the, the, the political enterprise would be kind of like deepening all four of those capacities in humans as generally and as kind of like uh, democratically as possible yeah right yeah Right. So I think, yeah, I mean, I'd like to read the book because it seems like there's probably a lot more detail and a lot more interesting kind of stories, but yeah. it was cool to get that basic kind of like handle on what he's talking about. T totally. And, and I think it's, it, you're right. My sense is that the kind of metamodern politics can be boiled down to something as simple as sort of the role of the government is to facilitate for the kind of growth and development psychologically spiritually however you define development right so he right. offers like a four-part model that you mentioned right. but there's like many models right, right, right. throughout the world right um and in a sense it's less important in my mind like the specific model and more important is just the kind of sense of okay this is actually within the scope of politics and in fact might be the most important thing that we can do politically Right. in order to like get at the multivarious problems that are facing us. Yeah, and that and that the current political situation has has not been able to address really. The the kinds of problems that we're coming up against don't don't seem like they're addressable by the current politics. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think it was fascinating how the conversation turned into an interview of you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I was curious about um what that was like for you. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was, 
it's challenging. I think that I am only now learning to kind of step out from behind my ideas and share my life in a way. Mm. You know, like there's a way in which I think I started this project to talk to people who are interesting and like I didn't really think about my own appearance vis-a-vis the show or anything like that but I think one of the reasons why this was such a why I wanted to have Hansi on the show was because his this theory so beautifully ties into my own life Mm -hmm. you know and so we had talked about kind of you know (laughs) how my my life is to some degree a kind of exemplar of a meta-modern life Uh, which I don't know if that came across in the Mm -hmm in the show or what but well it, it yeah it was it did because you were already slotting yourself into it right. you know so it, it seemed really like clean and clear the way that that unfolded and i i guess i don't know exactly what i'm getting at to ask about it but i i just had the sense that it was i mean he kind of said that that gesture of like flipping the the interviewer and interviewee role was mm-hmm. like a meta modern yeah, gesture I like that. I remember that, and yeah. i don't know if i don't know if he was just being playful in saying that or if that actually has some truth to it or yeah well i think there's certainly elements of that i mean my sense is that meta modernism in, in the artistic sense my one thing that i've seen is that it often sort of like is very self-reflective about the mediums that it uses, mm-hmm. right? So it would be typical for a quote-unquote meta-modern podcast, I believe, to kind of play with the the the, the you know different roles like expert, non-expert, mm-hmm. um, uh, or like who's a part of the conversation and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, or even like it's meta-modern to sort of reference other podcasts. Mm-hmm. and sort of open up the scope of the conversation to include people who aren't there. And, you know, it's just very referential, meta-referential in that mm-hmm. way. Um, but, yeah. Did you feel like there was... Um, do you feel like Hansi's, like, developmentally, like, farther along than you are? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, and I also don't that's, know... That's a weird piece of this developmental yeah. thing, is, yeah. is that it... it it lends itself to that kind of question. I was wondering if yeah. you felt any of that because you, yeah. you, you did say that you're only now getting to the point where you're realizing through interviewing all these people that like right. that you that you're more kind of like heart centered and a lot of these people are more kind of cognitively complex. But I was I was wondering about like because it seems like that's a thing that's going to come up if that kind of politics is on the table of like yeah. how you navigate any kind of like hierarchical feeling between people. Yeah, I think that's really well seen. And, and um, I heard somebody else who was deeply involved in the metamodern scene in Europe mm-hmm. uh, call developmental models poison for the human soul mm. because of exactly, I think, that dynamic that it sort of facilitates. And I think um, it's important that we... And they and they and, and in the book certainly they do a, a lengthy job of attempting to kind of guard against that mm-hmm. tendency. But yeah, I think you're you're actually hitting on what might be the kind of core obstacle for this kind of thing actually working. Mm. In my mind, right. 
and yet like the the kind of postmodern position where everything's flattened out and relativistic and there is no kind of like better or worse also has lots of problems so yes yeah and and one thing that i have seen a lot with regards to metamodernism that hanzi doesn't uh seem to write much about uh, at least not totally explicitly is this idea of oscillation mm. right so moving into and out of polarity mm. uh, so you can imagine i think you might take that uh, tool and apply it here and say like well you don't really want to like get monomaniacal about development and certainly not like specific frameworks models of development and instead you want to actually like know that development is a thing and it's useful to think about that way sometimes but also whatever the opposite of development like like radical equality mm-hmm. you know and 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 you want to oscillate between those two mm. um realistically i think mm. uh but yeah it's so it's so complicated i think there's so many uh nuances that really make a difference when you're talking about a politics of development because i mean the Nazis had a politics of development. <laughs> yeah, they you did. know, they had a very particular developmental model. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a very real. Yeah, it's very real. Well, he said a thing at, at some point in there where he was talking about, um, like, w- he was talking about like outfreuding one another. Mm-hmm. And to, I don't remember exactly the context, but he was talking about like it's important to like bust yourself, yes, but not bust other people. And I don't exactly remember the context, but the the feeling was like, you know, if if some kind of developmental model is helpful for you in considering your own kind of improvement, mm. then that's one thing, and and that's not the same thing as considering like yourself an expert in development and yourself a referee about where somebody else is in their development and where they should be. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I I'm not I'm not trying to put out there that I think any part of that conversation made me feel uncomfortable about that, but it was a question that came up. No, I think it's an important question. And, um, it's one way that I think sometimes about what they're attempting to do with this kind of, I mean, they're attempting to kind of consciously create a movement around this, right. Mm -hmm. Is, is create a kind of more popularized version of like integral or, Mm -hmm. or, these kinds of developmental approaches to to life generally and you already see these like kind of rippling out into popular uh culture in various ways but um to see how they can guard against these kinds of obstacles that i Mm. think you're pointing out um in the context of popular culture or like mainstream discourse is going to be really fascinating And, Mm. and and um all i can say is that i know that the folks who are kind of designing these uh, uh, offerings and uh, frames and stuff like that are very aware, I think, of mm-hmm. that tendency. And, and one way that I've heard it uh, kind of talked about is is one of the problems in, for instance, I think the integral scene, uh, you know, we're both in Boulder, so we're kind of familiar with that world, is this idea that d- higher is better in terms of development. Mm-hmm. When, in fact higher is just higher mm. right and there has to be some deep recognition of that <laughs> and 
Yeah, so it's, it's but I'm really yeah. curious. I'm, I'm curious to watch, I'm curious to participate and have conversations around that. Yeah. About. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of where he ended up when he was talking about like what it's gonna look like politically and he just was talking about like the integral scene being a precursor to what they're doing, but also like pointing out that one of the things that it didn't do was plug itself into what he calls the open systems of the world. It just kind of, kind of got like, he also talks about like a hall of mirrors. It's like mm -hmm. when that thing isn't kind of up against other kinds of takes on what's going on, it it doesn't have the same efficacy and it also just doesn't doesn't really kind of like fizzles or something. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I mean, you, you've been exposed to the integral Oh, not, not too much bit, though. No, yeah. I don't feel like I know enough. I mean, I know enough about it to know that it I don't really want to get into it, but I don't know right. exactly why. But, well, I mean, you must have some sense of why. I mean, these are very closely related movements of consciousness. Yeah. Right? And and I guess you're in Boulder, right? Which is kind of like one of the, if not the epicenter of integral thought. Right. I mean, you live down the street from the Integral, from the integral Center. Center, and you've even... I taught Feldenkrais yeah, at the Integral Center. there. I, I guess I'm curious why you've never kind of more deeply explored or participated in that. Um, well, yeah, I'm just thinking back through how I've encountered it. I mean, it seems to me like the main practical way to get involved if you live in Boulder is to do the circling practice. Mm -hmm which is a pretty like intense interpersonal practice that has maybe some of this this hierarchical thing but what I should, I'll just say it, when you talk to somebody who's immersed in the circling practice there's a very specific vibe that happens where it feels like you're you know, without kind of like agreeing to it beforehand, like in this kind of authentic relating mode mm. that feels both um, interesting and kind of like different than normal reality, but also a little bit like presumptuous about mm. like how other people, uh, it, it's just like not exactly situated in like what I assume is the kind of shared place that we meet people mm. before we kind of move into the different areas that we're interested in. So it's, it's I, there's just something about that that made me feel like, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like I need that in my life with this community with strength. I don't, yeah, like practicing that is just like a practice and feel like a thing that I needed to do. Yeah, and I think that actually you're, you are expressing what I think if metamodernism as a, as a political form is to be successful is you have to thoroughly excise that experience of presumption mm. in interacting with it, mm. right? Because that is, I think, a very common experience, not just in integral, but in spirituality in general, where, like, you enter into these spaces and there's just, like, you know, frankly, not saying integral is like this or, or any particular place, but there is this kind of flavor of holier-than-thou-ness mm -hmm. mm -hmm. or I know the way it should be you know, even if it's pre-ideological, <laughs> right? It's still kind of this, like, you're playing by my rules or my rules are better or, you know. And so I think that the, my sense is that the antidote to some degree to that is a, a deep willingness to meet 
politically speaking, to meet whoever where they are. Mm-hmm. And, and a complete, like, and that's why I'm saying, like, higher is not better, higher is higher, and, and, and wherever you are is where you are, and there's a kind of mm, willingness to go there. Mm-hmm. That in, in, and in the book, that's, I think, one of the most beautiful um, ideas is that from a developmental perspective, metamodern, the metamodern perspective, like Integral, is the only one that should be capable of meeting every other mm. perspective where it's at. Mm. And that that mm. is like the superpower of that level, mm. but it gets lost when you kind of constrict it in this kind of presumption and I, yeah, I don't exactly know how to... Well, yeah. it's funny because it's reminding me of like parenting. Mm. Not that I know about parenting from being a parent, but my job is taking care of little toddlers. And what's funny is that when you're really invested in somebody else's development, you you learn that you cannot assume that they're going to be where you are. Like really it's the job of the person who's more developed to kind of like go to where... The kid, I'm talking just about kids. I'm not talking about anything else, but just like, what's going on for you? Like, how are you feeling? What do we need to do to regulate the situation so that neither of us go crazy? Like, how can we meet? It's not really, and their development takes place within the framework of like comfort and not being stressed and not being afraid. They're, you know, they've done something wrong. And you're not really responsible for their development. You're responsible for like, the framework in which their development takes place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's really well said. And I, I think that the secret also, to a certain degree, is in the title of the actual book, which is mm. The Listening Society. Right. Not The Developing Society, but a society in which we actually listen to each other. Right. Right. That's, I think, the secret. And listening is more than just hearing their words. It's, with a child, it's clear that it's like yeah. listening is an embodied thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And they're learning how to listen from the quality of, of the adults who are listening. I mean, that's, that's the funny thing is that mm-hmm. their ability to kind of develop will include that kind of awareness and attunement piece that's not really about like what you can do. It's more about like how you can be with other people. 